sort of simply unprofessional i'm your host webby join me tonight we got rob hey guys it's rob <laughs> that went down the wrong tube <laughs> and we got devin hey everybody it's me devin it sounds like webby might be dying <coughs> oh, my apologies <coughs> fruit punch i'm a fiend it's fine uh how are you guys doing tonight I am fantastic. How are you doing, sir? Uh, besides having some fruit punch go down the wrong tube, uh, not doing too bad. Today's been pretty good. Uh, week's looking a little hectic as far as recordings and things that we got to do. Distractions comes back this the week. This week that's happening tomorrow on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm kind of nervous about that because we're starting to use our webcams for it and it's live, so we can't like edit out all my fuck ups. Uh, so I mean, you both know how I feel about my DMing, so it's just it's like an added level of stress to me. I feel, but I think you're great at it. I don't know why you're always so self conscious. Because Webby's just a negative person in general. <laughs> it's it's a true statement. I'm I'm a pessimist. I I like so here's the thing. I'm a pessimist who wants to be an optimist, but I just can't see, get there. But see, the biggest problem with you being a pessimist is you're a pessimist, but I feel like you'd have no you you have no capacity of like taking a compliment. So even if like when you do well, you just go, "No, nah, that's not true." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you that's never. So, so no matter what, you're always in your eyes, you're always going to do bad, and you're never going to succeed for that reason. And it, it sucks. Yeah. Yep. Devin gets me. So, I do. But we're not here to talk about my. Lack of dungeon mastering skills for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we're here to talk what about lack of skills. Two movies: one that I recommended to Devin, and one that he one that I to recommended us. a while ago that he never watched until what? recently. <laughs> Boss man, boss level. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we want. I wanted to watch it with you. True. 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 So. true. And all of our schedules are kind of messed up. I'm learning new things about Rob. He's not really a movie person, but I'm <laughs> forcing him to sit down and watch various movies. Like, Devin, mm-hmm. we watched today. Okay. The best written movie in the world. No. Of all time. No. 
Oh god! The so what? Sh- first, what shitty movie do I have to shit on? Let's, the let's... <laughs> the first Expendables movie. <laughs> okay, not a bad movie, but I will. I no, will it's not I, a bad it, movie. It's it's very action. It is not. That is, it is not. It is not the most well written no, movie of all no, time. But it, no, it, no. it is. It, it is. Uh, it, it's, times, it's not a bad movie. Several times, Rob looked at me. He's like. This whole none of none of this scene makes sense. I was like, it doesn't have to, man. Just look at the explosions, because <laughs> that's yeah, all that movie's I mean, about. I mean, I mean, look, I'm a pretty critical person of movies when I need to be, but I also understand what movies are not there. Like, there are certain movies you you're, they're not there to criticize, and Expendables is not one of them. Like, I'm not going to criticize the screenplay of or the cinematography of that movie. Because it's really not worth it. Kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies. Like none of those movies make sense, but they're just a spectacle. Yeah. You just go along with it. Yeah. They went from street racing to like saving the world from nuclear weapons. Yeah. And, like the superheroes and, and, with and, cars. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It's it, it makes zero sense whatsoever. But it, it, it that's not what it's about. It's about it's a, it's a spectacle. You just watch it for the spectacle. Yeah. I will say the first Fast and the Furious movie was great. Like uh, they're all Oops. good movies, like they're all fun movies to watch. But the first one was actually really well done. The story the was first, there. Uh, the first Fast and the Furious movie was was actually like a grounded movie. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. What was that movie that I I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's an older. It's not older, but it's it's it stars like um the guy that played. It's all Paul Walker. Hold on. I gotta find this movie now. Is it the one where he shoots a hockey puck into a dude's face? Yes, that was a great movie. <laughs> I actually, it was, it, it was good. He's it like was a detective good. or something. Yeah, he's cop. I don't, I don't. Isn't he like? No, a, he's like a he's like an undercover cop. Yeah, in that movie, he always plays the under, uh, running scared. There running we go. Scared. Yep. Pretty, pretty good movie. I actually enjoyed that movie. Uh, I I only ever really remember the hockey puck scene. So. Fantastic movie, I, I, not fantastic, but good movie, good movie. I do like that movie <clears throat> much better than Into the Blue. Um, the only reason to watch Into the Blue is either Paul Walker or Jessica Alba. That's that's literally it. Uh, Bobby Z was much worse. <laughs> what was Joy Wright? What was that other movie with Samuel L. Jackson and LL Cool J where they're in the, like the underwater science thing and there's a big ass shark? Oh, um, no, hold on. Oh, uh, shit. Hold on, I got LL this. LL Cool J hides in an oven. <laughs> hold on, I got this. Uh, what that? Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Oh man. That movie. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Elo Cool J and Deep Blue Sea was the cook. Yeah, he was. The, yeah. I think he was the cook. Yep. We were chef in that movie. I believe he survives too. Like they lead you he to does. believe that he, he fucking does. gets fucked up, but he shows back nope. up at the end. Yep, he survives. So he survived that movie. Just solid, solid, solid things. Um, but this week we watched Nobody and Boss Level. Yep. So let's start off with nobody. I can do that. This movie. So I enjoyed this movie, 
but for the same, I enjoyed it for the same reasons that I enjoyed things like the Expendables and got you know the Fast and the Furious movies. It's it wasn't as flashy, nearly as flashy. It was like John Wick light. It was it was more grounded John Wick outside of yeah it was more grounded John Wick like it was just like John Wick if he wasn't necessarily like a superhero so like he still got his ass beat um, like by regular people right it it did have more of a plot than the Expendables too say I mean not a ton more but more <laughs> I mean I mean it but to be fair I mean like. John Wick doesn't have much of a plot. His wife died. They tried to kill him. They killed his dog, and then he got mad. That's the plot of John Wick. Yeah. That is and the then, plot of the. And then he wanted movie. out of the business. And then it was him being told he couldn't, so he killed his way out of the business. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. John Wick is just two hours of giving Keanu Reeves a weapon and telling him to try to get as high of a body count as he can. <laughs> and also, the movie that may have seen... The what? The movie that single-handedly re- revitalized his career and possibly the reason why we're getting a Matrix 4, which is both a good thing and a bad thing because I wasn't really the biggest fan of Matrix 3. Like the ma- yeah. my, interest in the Matrix, my interest in the Matrix declined... Every movie. <laughs> I, I, I'll agree to that. Like, the first one I thought was awesome, and then it was just a very gradual, slow decline as it progressed as they came the out. The second one wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Jesus Christ. I'll talk to you later, Mom. I love you. But I'll talk to you later. Um, but yeah, it it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Alright. And I, then... Be, because the fans can't see this... I have a question for Rob. Mm-hmm. Oh God! What is like the nine pages of text you just sent me in Facebook Messenger? Because now it's there's really only like three or four words per line, and then it goes down to the next three or four words. It, uh, oh, it's, okay. It's I now our backstory. It is, that is not something you want to send in Messenger because that is so long. I don't. I mean, I can see it perfectly fine. It's weird. You must have like a, a narrow window or something. Maybe. But I'm Maybe. gonna put it. I I was actually gonna read it to you in Malakar's voice if you wanted later. Okay. <laughs> uh, so back to John Wick and nobody. Um, well, speaking of Keanu, Keanu Reeves, actually, Devin, have you seen the new Bill and Ted movie? I have. What did you think of it? All right. I liked it. No, um, it wasn't bad. I liked it. It was bad. It, I mean, it didn't have the trauma. It didn't have a trauma the first one. True. I mean, I liked I liked all the other ones too, but like, I don't know. It, it was. Nostalgic. the first one is like I'll say that the first one holds a place in my heart, and like you know, the other ones are always they're, they're fun. But yeah, I saw after like the hype of that one, I was like, I would say it, it was good, but it it didn't. The hype didn't, like, I guess, help that movie, yeah. but it wasn't a bad movie. Jesus. All right. Well, I know yeah, we're no, going to talk about Keanu Reeves, but... Uh, nah, Keanu Reeves is never off topic. Let's let's get back on to topic with uh, nobody. 
It's a newer movie. It stars uh, Bob Odenkirk as Hutch Mansell. Um, yep. So this is just a seemingly ordinary dude. Okay, lives a very routine life, very boring. Mm-hmm. Can't yep. for the life of him put his trash out the day before, and he always misses the nope. trash guy. Always. Um, he has a sudden daughter and a wife, nice little suburban home in a cul-de-sac, blah, blah, blah. And one night, he has a break-in happen at his house. And he tries to fight back a little bit, then he just doesn't. He, you know, he, he he gets hit like once or whatever, and he's like, "Okay, listen, just take whatever you want." Blah blah blah. I don't I don't have much cash, and they they take his watch, and uh, his son tackles one of the guys who doesn't have a weapon, and he sneaks up on the other one who has a gun with a golf club but doesn't take the swing, and ends up just telling them to leave. Then, like so. At this point, you feel like his whole family, other than his daughter, thinks that this guy's just a joke. Like, his son's doing a report on, like, the military, and him, his grandfather, his uncle, they all served. But he was a, what did he say he was, like, an accountant or something like that? Yeah, something. Yeah, like a a bookkeeper or something. He was a bookkeeper. Um. So, like, he plays it off that he's very, very boring. And then he finds out that amongst the stuff that was stolen was his daughter's, like, wristband or... Her kitty cat bracelet. Her kitty cat bracelet, yeah. So he kind of snaps. Like, he's just like, I'm tired of, like, people just shitting on me. And my daughter's shit was taken, and I'm going to go get it back. So he goes, and he... You know, he visits his father, who's played by, um, oh... The guy that played, uh, yep, the guy that played fucking Doc Doc in Back to the Future. Yep. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, he goes, he gets a gun, he's gonna track down these people, uh, he goes into a tattoo parlor to try to get some information, and everybody's like... The clerk is giving him a hard time because he just looks like an ordinary kind of somewhat nerdy kind of guy. And My takeaway a- from this scene: so many locks, just so oh, many yeah. locks. Oh yes, uh, two people stand up behind him like they're gonna get ready to fuck him up, and one dude sitting down next to the clerk sees that he has a a very specific tattoo. Guy does not say anything. He just says, "Excuse me, I'm sorry." Blah blah blah. Have a nice day. Walks out the door, shuts the door, and we hear, like, literally, like, 30 locks being locked. You hear the <laughs> bars slam, you hear the chain lock, you hear a bunch of clicks, like, this guy, yeah. And then he slides the little peephole door that the security guards have. Uh, he wanted nothing to do with any of that. Uh, finally, he gets the information he needs, goes and breaks into the house of the people who broke into his it ends up being, it was, it's a boyfriend and a girlfriend with a baby. Uh, and they're, they don't live in a great, they don't live in a very good apartment. Like they're, they're not rich by any means. And, uh, he starts 
essentially fighting both of them, like, gets them both in line, roughs up the boyfriend a little bit, requests the bracelet back, which I don't think they ha- they didn't have it. Uh, or they, if they had it, they didn't. It was just like regarded as junk, and they threw it away, or you know, whatever. No, they just the don't girl, have it anymore. I think the girl ends up finding it. Did afterwards. you? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Um, it was that like icing on the cake after the whole movie was over. She's like, "Oh, my kitty cat bracelet," and he's like, "Oh, I did all this for nothing." <laughs> um. All right, that's it. That is true. Yeah, I remember that now. He sees like the baby has some sort of problem. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it required like very specific medical needs, which is probably yeah. why these people were so desperate that they were breaking into houses. So he just leaves, and he starts punching he, a wall. He gets, he's very yeah, he's punching the wall. Um, you know, and he feels like he just. You get the sense like this guy just needs to let go of some aggression at this point. So now he gets he hops on a bus. He takes public transportation everywhere. Uh, he hops on the bus and he's getting ready to go home. And there's this girl on the bus, and all of a sudden, like this Humvee of drunk and high people smash into like a concrete barricade thing. They just wrecked the Humvee. Then they get out and stagger onto the bus. Like, the bus driver should have just been like, nope, shut the doors and drive away. You know, call the cops. Let the cops deal with this. Uh, but these guys, they're all Russians. And they all get off. Uh, they all get on the bus. And well, they're all Russian and, like, one random black guy. Yeah, I think there was a Hispanic dude. Possibly. I don't remember. They're, most, they're mostly Russian. It was a they're mostly Russian. This is where we find out what this quote-unquote nobody is really capable of. Uh, the, these guys start to, you know, start to talk about this, you know, this girl who's on the bus, and he's internalizing a monologue saying that, you know, this girl's going to get home safe tonight, I'm going to make sure of it, blah, blah, blah. And one of the Russians goes to, like, grab her hand, and he gets involved. And he gets, like, he gets the shit kicked out of him a little bit at first, and then he starts fighting back, and then, like, you really think, like, you want to think as you're watching this movie, oh, he's just going to whoop all these dudes' asses. That's not how it goes. Like, he throws all of them a really bad beatdown, but, like, he gets, like, stabbed in the leg. He gets thrown out the bus window at one point, And then he just, like, stands up, brushes some glass off of him, and gets back on the bus. Um, he ends up putting all four or five of these guys in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Easily. Uh, and then he ends up just walking the rest of the way home. Uh, turns out the one of the kids on the bus that he fucked up was like the brother to some crazy Russian crime boss. Okay, as, as it would be in a movie. Um, and this Russian crime boss is this is where I got a little confused. He's holding money for like another crime organization or several crime organizations. Like he had a warehouse full of money that wasn't his. Yeah. It's supposed to, they're all supposed to take turns, keeping an eye on it basically. Cause they can't put it in a regular bank, which is really flawed, but I got you. That's very, that's what offshore accounts are for. I thought it's a very flawed system, but I mean, uh, 
anyway, this guy, you know, he owns a nightclub and he finds out about his, his little brother getting the shit kicked out of him. And then he, he has this, uh, he hires this girl to look into the person who did it. One of the best scenes is like the girl like contacts her CIA contact. Like she's blackmailing this dude for information. Uh, he sends her back a bunch of like redacted documents and stuff. She reads all of it. And then she just throws all the paperwork at the feet of this Russian and says, I'm out. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> She just wanted nothing to do with this with this guy. Um, he's apparently like a boogeyman for bad people. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know another way to say it other than like he's a cleaner almost. Um, but apparently, like his body count is super high. Have you ever watched Nikita? Sorry to get off topic. I have not. You've never watched the show Nikita? No. I've heard of Damn. him. It's a good show. Quality show. Okay. When, you, when you said when you said cleaner, I it 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 one of the designations of uh, some of the guys on that show are cleaners, and I was just like, it just brought it back to me, and I was like, wow, yeah, Nikita, ah. good show. Uh, so yeah, so then the rest of this movie, like the the Russian dude sends like a, a hit squad to this dude's home. And he gets, he tells the family to pretty much get in the basement, and then he fucking murders all but like one of the pre, one of the people. Um, man, I forget. I, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm forgetting some major things here because we watched it weeks ago. At this point, uh, Rob, do you remember what else happens? Um. I know. Uh, oh, he goes into that restaurant, and the guy is there, and he like he turns off the lights or what? Like the other guys are watching. The one guy goes in dressed as like a construction worker. I think that's what happened next, right? Oh, uh, hold on, no. Oh, are um, you thinking of the Denzel no. Washington movie we watched? Oh, uh, maybe. That was the Equalizer. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Equalizer was a good movie. Really good movie. But um, no. More oh, the right, Equalizer right, Two yeah. wasn't Equalizer Two was nearly the same. Equalizer One is a much better movie. Um, but they kind of are. Uh, no, they're not. They're really Rob's not. like, they're hey, it has more than a forty-five minute runtime. They're all the same. <laughs> but right, guys so killing other guys. First for off, first off, first off, first off, my favorite part in that movie, in this movie, hands down, was when the guy picks up. He gets to the hospital. And then he picks up the chair, and we just see like the scene of the guy like waking oh, yeah. up and looking over, and just gets smacked in the face yeah, of the he chair. Just I love that. Throws the chair at the guy in the hospital bed. Hit him right in the face. I laughed. I watched it with my mom over the week or over the weekend. I looked at it. And I was like, honestly, I'm like, that's how it felt when you just wake me up for school in the morning. It was a very realistic scene. Like the chair didn't bust into a million pieces. It was just no. It just like up a chair literally and just fucking hucked it. Like he was pissed. Yeah, smacks him in the face with his chair, and then uh, and then he picks up and starts beating him in his broken leg with a chair. It's pretty funny, but um, but uh, yeah. So after the yeah, after all that happens, um, oh, he does manage to save that guy. Um, after he crushes his trachea, he, he gives him a tracheotomy. He's like a drinking straw. Yeah, yeah, on the bus. On the yeah. bus. 
Yep. And then that you know, then that happens in the hospital. Um, and then that's when Harry uh, is talking to who we uh, find out later is his like adopted brother or childhood friend. Not sure which one. It's um, here, I think. Yeah, I think that is. But um, we find out later he that or yeah. Oh, he, he, Hutch is talking to Harry, who's his, 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 his adopted brother or friend. It's ambiguous. Um, well, they do have the same last name. So they do. They do. Brother. They do. He keeps sending him and tells, he tells him to go visit the barber, who's the guy that plays the doorman in, in um, fucking John Wick. There, there's our tie. Uh, who? The. Uh, I'm trying to see. Yeah, uh, not the door, not the doorman. The uh, the fucking guy that runs the that runs the hotel in John Wick. Uh, isn't that Lance Reddick? Is it the same guy? It looks like it was the same guy. I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh... I'm I'm looking to see if that is the case. Let's find out. Who is that guy? Who played the barber in that? Maybe, maybe that's not him. Let's see. Who played the barber in uh? Nobody. I can't even find the guy on the IMDb. No, it wasn't Mike Ironside. No, it wasn't. It was the black guy. It was Colin Salmon. That's what it was. It's the. It was the guy. Yeah, he, he's the guy. Oh, from Resident yeah, Evil. he's the guy from that. Arrow. From Arrow and from Resident Evil. Uh, he's in the first. He's in the first Resident Evil as the the leader of the team. Yeah. I, I remember now. Yeah, 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 no, that's not the guy. Slightly different guy. But anyway, point being is, um, <laughs> yeah. So he played. Uh, that guy. So that guy is the... Wait, he's in Krypton, too. He's in Krypton. Yeah, he's in Krypton. He plays Zod in Krypton. Um, anyway, back on topic. Nigo meets the barber. That's when he finds out about... Um, oh, God, Russian names. Kuznetsov? Kuznetsov? That's when he finds out about him and finds out exactly, like, who he beat up was... You know, had Russian connections, and because he, he he was on kind of like cloud nine for a couple of days, he was kind of walking around like all like super happy, like you know, everything's right with the world kind of thing. So his brother convinces him to go and talk to the barber. He talks to the barber, and he finds out that um, one of the guys he beat up was the younger brother of Julian or Julian, whichever one. I don't know how you spell it, how you say it, European wise. Uh, who's just like a mob enforcer. Um, and then, yeah. And he realizes that, you know, obviously this is going to happen. It's gonna, there's going to be a retaliation. So then later that night, you know, he's like, all right, good to know. So he got home. He made this lasagna, which looked nothing like lasagna. Rob, do you remember that? Do you remember the, do you remember the lasagna? The way it looked yeah. like? Yeah, it, it, it did not look like lasagna. It did not look like lasagna. I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of the lasagna and nobody, because I cannot. 
I can't find a picture of the lasagna. It looked like it looked like big ziti. Didn't look like lasagna, but whatever. Oh, I'll you take know it. who makes a pretty good big ziti? Carmilla from fucking what you call it? Who? Because she, she buys it from a restaurant. Carmilla from The Sopranos. She buys it from a restaurant. But no, what's up? Rob. Rob makes pretty good big ziti. I don't like pasta yeah. at all, but I love his. I don't know. I, I also make a pretty good big ziti. Well, I have. Chat, I have big ziti. down the gauntlet. Big ziti, <laughs> big ziti cook off. Yep. I would just say Rob does it because, I mean, hey, you know what? Anybody who cooks big ZD for me makes a better big ZD than me because I don't have to cook it. Um, <laughs> that's the Dude. that's the default. Boom, there you go, Rob. So you can have you can have the crown. Not getting off topic because we're talking about food. I also recently had Rob try the gas station pizza. Mm-hmm. And, Rob, how is it? It's excellent. It's better than the ones we usually get, definitely. Yeah. The ones we usually get yeah. pretty good. So. <laughs> you guys at this gas station pizza. It's I don't, fucking I don't, good. I don't. Hey, I, I don't need know. to when I, when I come. I need to try this gas station yeah. pizza. I think I, I, I need definitely the sauce. The sauce tastes different yeah. somehow, and that makes it better. Um, That's crazy, man. I feel da- I feel bad when Donnie came. The gas sta- the the whole place was closed. Couldn't he couldn't try it, so he could not attest. So yeah. All right. Well, I get to try. It, it'll fucking be open. It better be open. <laughs> if not, we're breaking in and getting a fucking. I just have this yet. big fear. Up. Like I've talked it up now for so long to you that you're gonna have it. You're just gonna. You're gonna eat it. You're gonna look at me. And you're just gonna shrug. You're gonna be like, "Yeah, it's all right." <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "No, Devin, it's better than." I'm I mean, here. let me ask you this question: <laughs> Is it life-changing pizza? For for some for for somebody whose whose favorite food is pizza, yes, to me it was. Huh. Huh. Okay. Like if if right now if I could order a pizza and have it you know brought to me from anywhere, it would be that gas station. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean that's okay. That's fair. But to be fair, also. I've never been to like is Chicago it, to have like an actual Chicago deep dish pizza, like a real Chicago pizza. I mean, I would so, I would take New York over Chicago pizza. Well, I mean, I've never been to New York either, so I, I haven't tried these like infamous, you yeah. know. Pizzas, I mean, I would. But, I mean, Chicago is fine. Like, I, Chicago has good pizza, but I mean, I, I would I would prefer New York over Chicago pizza. Sorry, Rob. But when Not it comes, you, Rob, other Rob. When it comes down yeah. to like. Your your chain places and even like some of your local places, uh, like it beats all the local places around here. It's way better than like Domino's, Pizza Hut. I don't even. Jones. I mean, I have a I have a couple of local spots that I moved that are actually pretty solid. Um, but like before that, I usually just made my own pizza. Yeah. Anyway, that's usually what I just went to. Lasagna. But um, anyway, back on topic. Nobody. Do you remember? The, do you remember the little lasagna from nobody? That shit did not look like lasagna. It looked like nasty big ziti. Like, like not. I mean, not big. Not saying big ziti is nasty. It looked like a nasty big ziti. Did not look like lasagna. Uh, but anyway, you 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 did not remember it, or it did not look like lasagna. I don't remember. Hold on, see if I can hold on. Do I still have this movie on my computer? I will pull this up just 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 for this reason because I can. Um, one second here, sir. 
downloads. This is the part of the podcast where I get to demonstrate a magical sign. It should be like top of the list somewhere. Around there somewhere, maybe? Nobody? Yep, that's it. Desktop. All right. Boom. Let me open this movie up for a second. And I'm going I, I, I'm going to find this this lasagna scene and be like, yo, this ain't lasagna, homie. So, yeah. But that hey. lasagna scene, that was when hey. they sent the fucking assassins to come kill him and his family. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was just like, I need everyone to go to the basement. <laughs> yep. And don't call the cops. Um, yep. All right. He went to the barber. After the barber, they you see all the money. He's sitting down. There we go. Hold on. We're, we're getting close. We'll say hands down, besides the actual, the main character, Hutch, uh, hands down, favorite character, his dad. Christopher. Yeah, his dad. <laughs> yeah, his dad's pretty great. All right. It looks like scalloped potatoes and baked ziti. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I have it like right mixed here. together. Like, it looks like you bake scalloped potatoes and baked ziti. Oh, I don't know if this is gonna mess up the stream. Uh, I shouldn't. Oh yeah, no, Can that you doesn't see this? look right. <laughs> <laughs> that for sure doesn't look right. I'm not the only one that that stood out when he said lasagna. I was like, that's lasagna that looks like scalloped potatoes. Or like yeah. a burnt big ziti. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If those are scalloped potatoes and they're burnt like that, I'd, I'd eat that. I like burnt. Oh, yeah, me stuff. too. Me too. Me too. Me too. But I, it looks like big ziti. Like, it doesn't even look like solid, like, strips of noodles. Right. Rob, are you seeing this shit? I didn't look at it. No, where is it? He's live streaming it. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like you said, like those uh, flat potatoes that are just burned all gratin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's got like there's a gratin scalp potato. It doesn't look like fucking lasagna, but whatever. All right, argument on whether or not. This guy can make lasagna. I, I'm not sure. And like I couldn't, and the way it looks, I couldn't tell if I, like from the wife in that scene if she was like being serious. She's like, "It looks so good." Oh, she was just being like nice, <laughs> being like, "It looks so good." Right. I, I really couldn't tell. Um, but it, point being is, the point being is that he makes a shitty lasagna, but he can kick ass. But he makes a shitty lasagna. <laughs> so. That happens. Then why they're doing lasagna, like we mentioned before, you have people that, you know, shoot, you know, uh, they pull up outside the house. He sees that. He's like, oh, shit. And he tells his family to get downstairs. And now, I will say, this, I remember making they're a They're asking a thousand and, Hold a, on. A thousand and twenty-five thousand questions. I remember making like, a comment Shut up about get this. Uh, he, so he sees the cars driving up the road. And then he tells them to get in the basement or whatever. And then he goes and he, as the people are walking towards the house with their guns, he cuts the power to the house. So all the lights go out. If I'm hired to go kill somebody and I'm walking towards their house and all the lights shut off at once, 
That's a bad sign. That's a sign that you want to get your ass back in your car and leave. Because <laughs> this guy Not knows silly. you're there, and he's fucking ready for you. This, you know, I don't know if he's ready for you, but he knows hey, you're there. He, even if he's not very capable, he could have fucking home alone to the shit out of this. Had like a paint can waiting for you on a rope, so when you open up the door, it smashes you in the face. Like Which that will kill you, it's been proven. Well, shit. <laughs> What was his name? One of my one. uh, wait. What was the what was the kid's name? Hold on. It was McAllister. Uh, What was that? Kevin. Kevin McAllister. Going. Hold on. What was that movie? Home Alone. No. Um. Better watch out. There we go. One of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite like. Christmassy horror movies is not really a horror movie. It's more, it's, yeah. It's not like a monster horror movie. It's just like a horror movie. But one of my favorite movies, I really like that movie. It's a good movie. Better watch out. Um, I recommend that, by the way, if people are out here looking for a uh, Christmas horror movie. Better watch out. I recommend it. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. That, it, it, it will kill you. That will kill you. Um, and what should have happened to that guy happens to the guy and better watch out. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, so. Boom. So that happens. Um, yeah, Pavel. Good old Pavel. The black Russian that multiple people have commented about. Like, I've never seen a black Russian before. He's like, my father was a, uh, it's a, like in the St. Petersburg Olympics or some shit. And then he's like, he left my mother with a whore. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't they, know. They, shove, they shove Hutch into the trunk of this car. He he was not, well, no, they attack first. Hutch, like, fucks everybody up. And then he gets stunned in the neck. Um, and then gets shoved in the trunk of the car. And then he wakes up in the trunk of the car, finds a fire extinguisher, kicks his way to the front, and then fire extinguishes the whole car, which yep. blinds everybody in the car, and then he, they hit something and flip. They hit um, a light pole or some shit. Yeah, then, like, the chick in the front seat gets, like, stabbed in the face with a knife. It was, it was pretty gnarly. Um, the guy in the back, uh, Pavel, poor Pavel, he was in the movie for, like, five minutes, uh, he gets, like, bisected, I think, by a car, or by the car door. Got, or he just got stabbed a bunch of times. I'm not sure which one it was, but it didn't look good. He died. I like how um, Robo, like Hutch starts telling him like this important background story, and he just yeah, dies he just halfway dies through. Middle, <laughs> and he's just like, God damn it. <gasps> so. Oh, uh, no. What happens is he goes back home. This is what happens. He goes back home, and then that's when um, he starts like looking around. And he starts like, and when he gets there, he looks and he sees that at the base of his of his uh, stereo, that's where he finds the kitty cat bracelet. Okay. And then he went, yeah. And then after that, that's when he lets his family out, and then they all like leave, and then he tells his wife to go, and he winds up setting uh, the house on fire to destroy any evidence. And he's like, he's telling the one guy that's still kind of alive sitting on the couch. He's like, you know, human human bodies. Burn uh, human bones burn up at like fifteen hundred degrees. You like this house is set to burn at twice that, so they won't find you here. Yeah, and then he dies uh, in his story too. Yeah, I think so. And then, and then he steals uh, the neighbor's just, car. Yeah, he walks out, and steals his neighbor's car. 
And then is that where he goes and he decides that he he goes and takes it to the uh, the nightclub with like yeah, Claymore yep. or whatever? Yep, that's exactly what happens there. So actually, actually no, uh, he, he blows up no, money no, no. and stuff first, right? No, 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 no. Actually, no. He does is um, he that's when, that's when he explains that he's a, he explains that he's like an auditor, um, which is an assassin employed by intelligence agencies to kill people who are considered untouchable or too difficult to arrest. Uh, he wound up letting one of his targets go. Sees his target a year later. He's like happy and has a family, and he kind of got like jealous and really wanted that for himself. So that's when he did. Um, and then he winds up grabbing, uh, like cleaning out his safe while he, before he burns down the house, and he goes and buys his boss's company. Yeah, with gold bars. Gold bars. And then uh, his son's like, "No, who, who apparently is, is his brother-in-law?" Yeah. And he's like, "No, you know what, what am I gonna do?" And then he gets punched in the stomach, and then he's just like, "I don't give a shit. I get the fuck out." Because <laughs> um, the father's all on board with uh, fucking gold bars. So, I mean, not that I can blame him. Yeah, then, uh, then he fucking home alones the entire fucking warehouse. Yes, yes, he does. He home alones the warehouse, and then that's when he goes and he goes to the money stash. He kills a bunch of people. Then he sets the fucking he pours gasoline in the water in the water tank in the water tank for the sprinkler for the sprinkler system, and then fucking sets that shit off and sets fucking fired all the money. Yep. And that's when he goes to the club and he sits down after the guy finishes like his epic song um, on stage. And he, he sees him and he comes out and he's like, you know, he's about to say something. He's just like, you know, everybody's around him. He pulls up the claymore and they have a conversation. And he, that's when he's like, hey, um, you know, either we can do this one of two ways. You know, you either leave me alone and I leave you alone. Basically, you leave me alone, I leave you alone, you keep fucking with me, then uh, I'm going to fuck back with you kind of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he the Russian guy lets him walk out of there, he walks out of there, then immediately the Russian guy, like, gets his, gets his guys and starts shooting at him. So he, car chase happens, a bunch of cool, like, car, car chase kills things happen. Um, and then that's when he leads them back to the, um, like, the... The where did he fuck? He work like a construction site, I think. No, he worked at like a machine, a machine shop company. Okay, yeah, whatever he worked. Where he worked. It was like he, a he them back there. company. Yeah, that's where he leads them back there. He winds up telling his dad. He calls his dad before this happened and says, "Hey, you know, uh, that thing I was talking about earlier, it, you know, it got serious." And that's when the dad's like, "All right, I know what's up." And so I know previously before this, the Russians went after his dad. And he fucking blew two of them away with a sh- double barrel shotgun. And then the nurse came in and was like, yo, uh, what is his name? Fucking Dave. Uh, like, yo, at least turn it down. Yo, Dave, yeah, turn down the TV, man. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. That was a great scene. But it yeah, was. then his dad and uh, Harry show up at the warehouse. Fucking Harry with the fucking, like, three or four person kill with a single bullet. Sniper yep. rifle style. Yup. Uh, good job, Harry. Needless to say, they fuck up the Russians pretty good. Uh, they yes, all they run do. out of ammo at the very end when the last main Russian guy is still shooting at them. 
So I remember Hutch took like this riot shield or this like bulletproof glass. And yeah, he strapped took a, a claymore. He took to a bulletproof it. glass, strapped a claymore to it, and ran it in the guy's face and blew it up. Yeah, that was rough. But yeah, it worked. It did work. Uh, and that was essentially the movie. And then uh, at the end, it showed him and his wife buying a new house, and they both pretty much said at the same time that it needs to have a basement. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was essentially if if you enjoyed John Wick, you would enjoy this movie. Uh, he he kills lots of people in this movie. <laughs> like, I don't think it's as many as John Wick, but it's quite a I mean, few. He, I mean, there's definitely a nice kill count in this movie, but I don't think it's I don't think it's as much as John Wick. But it's definitely a nice little kill count in this movie. Now, talking about kill counts, let's talk about this uh, boss level movie that you had us watch yesterday, the day before. The day before, yep. Man, so, starting off on this movie, the first question Rob had, because it starts off with, uh, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Frank Grillo uh, plays the main character. And it starts off Man with him. Man, the myth, the legend himself, Frank Grillo. He's talking and getting ready for work, or he's doing something. And Rob's like, "Is this not a video game movie? Like, that's what boss levels are. That you find those in video games." <sighs> it very quickly dissolved into pretty much a video game movie. Um, it did. Think if I, I if I, I had really, to describe I this, movie, this movie more than I than I equally should have. I, I honestly will say this is one of the few movies that I will give like the award of I enjoyed this movie more than I probably had any right to. Right. Like, this movie sounds like it's set up for failure, but it actually was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if I had to describe this movie to somebody who's never seen it, like, look, say I was going to describe it to my mom, I would say it's an action-oriented Groundhog's Day. Yes. So That's Groundhog's a good way. Day with a lot of murder. Yeah, with, with so much murder. <laughs> Um, and most of it's Frank Grillo because every time he dies, he just wakes back up, and it's and it, it, the thing is, is like with Groundhog's Day, it starts off the same, but like there were there would be like small differences, and he said that there are some small differences, but essentially every day is exactly the same to the point where he could literally just do the motion. Like, yeah, he could just do the motions and avoid being hit by various things. Um, but I mean, it's an interesting concept. I don't, I think it would suck having to relive the same day over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would suck having to relive the same day over and over again if you didn't have like a purpose. Like, if you knew what your purpose was, like, or if you figured out like why you had to relive the same day over and over again, like he eventually does, which I'll arguably say is probably the weakest part of this movie. Yeah. Is like the, the like the meta plot's probably the weakest part of this movie, but I mean it's still a fun ride along the way. Let me ask but, you this: um, yes. you, you and Rob, if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, we can allow you to relive the same day, starting say tomorrow, the same day, over and over and over again, and if you die, you just wake up and it's the same day again." And there's a finite number of times. They say, okay, say 200 times. Would you do it? I mean, I, I, what's the point, though? Like, what's the objective of me say doing Say it's that? scientific purposes for on their part. They just want to know if you'll do it. 
they'll compensate I mean, sure. monetarily. Sure, I would just go find out the lottery numbers for the day and then blow my blow my brains out, and then re- I, I would remember and just play it the next day, and then not blow my brains out the second time. <laughs> well, you have two hundred days worth of. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's stuff. fine. I mean, I'm not losing any time at that point. Like, I'm rebooting myself. I'm not losing any time. That's fine. Right. I would do it. I mean, there's there's advantages to having like reliving the same day over and over again. I'd do it. Rob, what about you? I don't know. I think I would get bored after a while. <laughs> I mean, you just make your own fun at that point. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but like, I don't know. You have a day, Rob. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but I could do whatever I want right now. For a but day, and you can do whatever you want, them. but you can do whatever you want with no consequences. Because if you ever, if you get in the jam, you can't get yourself out of. You can just kill yourself, mm-hmm. and then just maybe. restart the day. I get two hundred times though. Like maybe if it was less, I would be like, okay, let's try it. <clears throat> See, I would accept it even with the two hundred time thing. I mean, you could like, like run around. I would you do could like run around and like you could run around and like junk check like every celebrity. I'm not saying you should. But you See, could. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Like I would do what he did and like find like a martial art or or like he he did. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, and I would spend like, every day training for that, and be like better. So. Yep. No, absolutely. Like you could definitely do that. You could like learn something. You could like you could read. Like you could like you could technically like. You could probably, like, if you spent the whole day doing nothing else but doing that, you could, like, probably finish, like, a four-year degree in, like, 200 days. That's all you did. Like, read up on a bunch of topics, get smart. You could do a lot of things in, like, 400, like, 200 days, like, available to you of just, like, straight time. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Devin, give us a rundown of this movie. Sure. I can do that all day. Hold on. One second. Well, you're so, yeah, it starts oh, off. Okay, go ahead. It starts off with uh, our wonderful person, Frank Grillo. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Frank Grillo. Um, playing one Mr. Roy Pulver. Uh, he's a retired Delta Force soldier in Atlanta. Uh, awaken, he awakens in his loft and he has a uh, machete. He basically wakes up, dude with the machete starts swinging at him. And he seems very calm about this. And this is when we find out that he's done this over a hundred times. Um, he disarms that guy. A helicopter like flies next to his window, kills that guy. And the whole time he's like narrating this, like so we understand it. He's like walking around his apartment, like you know, like chain, like, putting on his clothes and everything else. And his apartment is getting destroyed. He even makes a comment about that. Um. And no, actually, this is attempt. I think at the point that this is attempt, I think forty-eight or forty-seven. Yeah. Um. When that happens, uh, he he's been reliving the same day, and it's been over four months for him. And um, it's not even just that he's waking up and reliving a day. It's assassins are trying to kill him all day long. Every all day, day long. <laughs> all day long. Which like, he hasn't made it past like twelve thirty or something like that at this point. Yeah, yep. uh, I'll tell like, you. So it's not just a normal day, like in Groundhog's Day. It's uh, this is as people are trying to kill him when he yep. wakes up so, from till he dies. <laughs> yep. Then so he yeah. So basically, uh, it's happened so much that he know he now knows that he now know these assassins 
their locations and like their strategies. Um, and he kind of just nicknames them all. Uh, we have a temp, on temp forty-eight. That's when he calls his estranged wife, and um, well, at temp forty-eight, we find out he called. He calls. Um, he tries to call uh, Gemma, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. or his like separated wife. I'm not sure how it works out. Uh, anyway, her boss picks up the phone. Um, and he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, she had an accident this morning, and she slipped and fell, and she broke her neck, sorry to tell he you. Says, he says last night. Last night, yep. Um, and there's not much, you know, so he, so he, he's, you know, not much you can do about it, and he's like, where are you at? Uh, and then he kind of hangs with the phone. And then he turns um, around, and, and we find out it's Mel Gibson. Yeah, it's Mel, it's Mel, it's... Mel Gibson himself, the man, the myth, and the other legend. Mel Gibson himself. Um. So yeah. Um. Oh shit! Are we gonna connect the dots? You have Adolf Hitler's gun, and Mel Gibson in the same movie. I also like the part where he goes to the girl. Oh, is that a katana? And she's like, "I'm Chinese. It's a Chinese sword." He's like, "Look, it's just a sword. I'm not racist or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, looking at the IMDb, the big, the 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 bald security guy is Will Sasso. It is Will Sasso. Will, the man Sasso himself. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) but yeah. So basically, (laughs) we find out his wife's dead, and he finds out his wife died before he wakes up in the morning. So there's nothing he really can do about that, and that kind of like pisses him off a little bit. Um, Well, they kind of like get him down. And then that's when we get like the flashback of how he ended up here, and then it shows and uh, it shows basically the day prior he visits he visits her at the lab she works at, um, thinking that she got him a job interview. Um, they kind of have their they have an argument over uh, Joe, which is her son, which we find out is actually also his son, but Joe doesn't know that Roy's his dad. Right. He he just thinks that Roy is. Like a boyfriend or a friend of the family, but yeah. doesn't really know that it's you know his his father. Um, and yeah, that's when Will Sasso over there um calls for Gemma to speak with Mel Gibson. Uh, and then that's when she reveals that uh she needs that she well that's when she lets Roy know like she's like I need your help with something, and then. She tries to like ask. I think she asked him if she if he got his, his, yeah she asked him if he got his birthday present from her. And he kind of like blows it off and doesn't really like acknowledge it at first. And stuff. Yep. She's like taking hair samples and shit from him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's when uh, Will Sasso comes in and. Brazil says that, you know, she's needed, and then like, who, he's like, oh, who the hell is this guy? And she's like, oh, it's my friend, and I told him about, you know, a visit, you know, to visit the facility, because he, he was looking for a job, and this, this, and this, and then that's when we see Mel Gibson come in, and he's just like, oh, you know, why would you do that? You shouldn't, you shouldn't have said anything about, you know, the security of the facility. It's classified, and all that other crap. But yeah, so that happens. Um, then, you know, basically, it's like a weird interaction, but you don't really think anything about it, and then he leaves. 
he leaves, and then that's when basically he goes on with his day. He we wind up, we find out he goes to, um, I think does he go like yeah he goes out partying. He goes to a dentist appointment. He goes to a dentist. Gets and then he hangs yeah, he goes to a dentist appointment. Dental assistant. The around. dental assistant. Yeah, dental assistant. And they want to go out. And they want up partying. And they end up back at her place, at his place, and then they wake up. He wakes up to this. To the machete so guy. That was to the machete guy, and that was uh, you know we find out now at this point he's on attempt one forty three. So we start on attempt forty eight, and then now we're at one forty three. So it's happened a good chunk of times. Yeah, and all the while um, they they are replaying for the most part the same footage over and over again of him waking up and then him jumping. Out yeah, like he may like and, yeah like he may kill people separately or differently. Yeah. Um. Like on each time, but it's pretty much what happens. And every day he so, makes yeah. it to the bar, and he gets stupid drunk, and then he he never makes it past like twelve thirty something or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's like eleven fifty seven or something like that. He never makes it past like eleven fifty seven or some shit like that. But yeah, um, so yeah, so uh, one forty three, he arrives at the. Uh, that's when he. That's when he like. He's at the bar. On a tenth one forty three, that's where we we see him go into the bar for the first time. Uh, oh no, I lied. That's when he goes and he, he goes to go be with his son. That's when he finds yeah, his son because he he who misses may or, the who may or may he, not be dealing with drugs. Yeah, because he found the nos on the car that he keeps stealing, and he's like, yep. oh, "How did I never see this before?" And then he flips the switch and he misses the exit that he normally takes to go to the bar. Uh, he ends up yep, at that so underground he video to game fun. tournament thing. Yep, so he takes that to go like, visit his son and then hang out with his son and see what's up. The screens are all acting weird. Um, and then he sees his son and he looks like his son's doing a drug deal. You know, his son's like 11. It's kind of funny. But we find out his son's just trading trading a video game cartridge for some other stuff. Yeah, for some trading cards. There you go. Which is kind of a bad trade, depending on how you look at it. But well. whatever. Yeah, so then he spends basically spends a day with his son... And then he finally tells his son he's, that he's his father right as he gets shot in the back and dies. Yeah. Um, and then he wakes up again. Uh, Eventually see. he finds out that they're tracking him somehow. Yes, yes. He does eventually realize, like, he comes to the conclusion that, you know, he keeps... They keep fighting him no matter where he goes, but they it took him because he he realized he never made it past a certain point. He never made it past like I think it was like eleven fifty seven. Yeah. And then he made it longer that day while he was underground, and then he only got killed when he came outside. So he realized like something about being underground tracked it, and like the bar is underground, and he he, he never really gets tracked on, in the bar either. So he winds up going back to the bar, and he here overhears the black guy at the bar talking about tracking devices. And he's like, "Hey, would you, would you have an idea, like, or or know if someone could, like, by looking at something?" He asks the guy, "Like, how would you hide a tracking device on someone and like have them not know?" And he's like, "Um, probably like I would do a tooth or the teeth." And then it like it clicks that he had the dentist appointment the other day, and then it, like he starts playing it back, and he sees Will Sasso standing like right before he passes out. He sees Will Sasso standing there, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So then he winds up going in the bathroom. He gets... Uh, he, yeah, he orders a bottle of liquor and a pair of pliers. 
Yep. A bottle of Baiju and a pair of pliers, and he goes to the bathroom, just pulling his teeth out, and the black guy's just like screaming in the corner, like, please stop doing this. And finally, he shows him the tooth, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, there's definitely an abnormality in that tooth. Which, if you're going to, like, I would have pulled that tooth first, like the tooth that they worked on first, considering that that was a tooth that you were going in for, and that was, you know well, what I mean? I mean, he, he was working on that side. He might not have, have remembered exactly which tooth it was. You know what I mean? So yeah. he, might, he might have pulled yeah, two, so. two teeth around it first. Yeah, I don't think he knew which tooth it was because I don't. he wasn't there to get teeth done. He was being flirted with, with by the dental hygienist, and she brought him to the office basically to drug do drugs like the the oxy the nitrous gas or whatever, and then he saw Will Sasso. So I don't think he was actually oh, okay. getting his teeth worked. Oh, like she oh, tricked him into sense. it. That may make sense. Then. Yeah, that makes more sense. Then. That's why when she yeah, goes so, to run at that point, because she always screams and runs away. He grabs her and he's like, "Who was it? Who 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 put the tracking device in me?" And she tells him, because that was her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Plus, when he finds out that that he finds out that that happened, um, and then he shows the black guy. The black guy's like, "Yeah, there's an abnormality there." And he cracks a tooth open. Um, in the sink, and then shows him there's like a tracking device screwed up in his tooth. He figures it out, and that's when he dies shortly thereafter. And he wakes up, does his home morning routine, catches the girl, and asks her, "We don't, you know, who did this?" And da 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 da. Quarrels, questioning her, and then I believe, I'm trying to think, I believe he, he really rips up. out his teeth, and he starts using that. He he rips out his tooth, and he starts using that as a trap. Yep, so he can yep, kill the assassins. Yep. yep. That's how you find out that What's-Your-Face had Hitler's gun, because <laughs> he trapped yep. her. Yep, because she, she, she's like, oh, I spent like a, a three-quarters of a million dollars on this gun or whatever. He's like, why on earth would you do that, Pam? And it's not a real name, but he, he just called her Pam. Although she, she did kind of look like a Pam. But he's like, why on earth would you do that, Pam? And then she's like, and she's like, he's like, let me see the gun. So he he sees it, he looks at it, and he's like, A-H? What's the H stand for? She's like, Hitler. Adolf Hitler. And he's like, you've been killing with Hitler's gun this whole time? <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, she's like, she doesn't, like, she's like talking like the historian of the gun. And then he like cuts her off, and then she looks at her, she's like, oh, are you going to kill me now? He's like, no, I'm going to shoot you, Pam. And he shoots her. Like four times, he's like, "That's for the Jews." That's for the Jews. He walked away. <laughs> he shoots. He, he walked her away like four more times. Like those two. Like four more times around those two. Fun fact: the actress who plays Pam, her real name is Meadow Williams. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah. And then uh, he he basically gets the best of every single one of the assassins, except for Webby's favorite assassin. I fucking hate this assassin. <laughs> What is it? Guan Yin. This bitch. Yeah, Guan Yin. This bitch. <laughs> so, okay, me and Dev, like, me and Devin pretty much said it at the same exact time. The very first time you meet this person. Okay? The first time she gets screen time, she, like, cuts his head off. That's one of his deaths. And then she goes, I am Guan Yin, and Guan Yin has done this. I fucking immediately said I hate this character now. But <laughs> <laughs> the part that makes it like the part that makes it like cement in the fact that you hate this character is right after she does that, there's like a montage of her killing him. Like 
mm-hmm. 12 times, and every time she kills him, it's, I am Guan Yin. <laughs> and Guan Yin has done this. I it's like, it. ah, damn it. Although it did, it, did, it did birth a really great title for SU, so I don't dislike her as much anymore. Fair. Uh, I liked Kaboom. I thought Kaboom was the, the best killer. Him and maybe the... Uh... The little midget with the bombs that strap bombs on your back and walked away? Yeah, yeah. that was Kaboom. Him, him and the hillbilly that just would fear people and drag them down the street? Yep. Which I believe... Was the dude that played Dale? Nope. Hold on. Uh, boss level. It should have been the guy that played Dale. Talker Nicholas Evil. Same. Really assassin. It was Will Sasso the whole time. No, I think it was. I don't want to get it wrong, but I, I do love was... the part that like Will Sasso. Uh, while you're doing that, I do love the part that like Will, Will, where like Will Sasso when he uh finally it's all figured out and he uh he calls and threatens Will Sasso. He's got the phone. He's like, put your boss in the phone. Or, like, tell your boss to come for you. He's like, why do you assume there's somebody above me? Because like, motherfucker, I was there when you introduced your boss to me. <laughs> Like, I was standing right there. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember his name now. Nope. I lost it. I don't know. I don't know who the... Who the hillbilly guy was. Looking through this. Because there's... Uh, on IMDb, they have, like, there's Guan Yin. There's Pam. Uh, there's Esmeralda, the chauffeur who drove Pam around. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Hold on. There's Roy 2, German Twin 1, German Twin 2. Hold on. Oh, Rob Gronkowski was the helicopter gunner who kept blowing the shit out of his apartment. That sounds about right. Boom. Pedro was the bus boy at the diner. Oh, maybe it was Smiley? Yeah, it was Smiley. Yep, it was Smiley. Michael Michael Torek played the hillbilly. I liked him because it was just like you see that you see uh Roy just sitting there one of these one of the attempts. He's just sitting down outside trying to eat a, a good club sandwich. The only thing he gets harpooned through the chest and then just dragged down the street. It's like, well And he's gone. Uh but yeah. Um so this movie literally is just Attempt after attempt after attempt. Then finally, he decides he's going to take the. You know, once he starts killing the assassins, he's going to go and fuck up Will Sasso and Mel Gibson's character. And then, and then he does. And then he has like he, he has like five attempts attempting to get in, and it's kind of funny every time. Yeah, like he's he like, has like, a, he has like, like another he has like crash against the, the sword gate. lady. 
Yeah, he tries to crash through the gate, and then he just crashes to the brick wall, and then Will Sassos walks up and shoots him. Uh, and then he does it the second time, and he shoots the car over the gate, and then he, like, sneaks in, and then Will Sassos standing behind him and shoots him. Yeah. And then, the, and then like, two or three more times, other shit happened, and then Will Sassos just kills him. Um, and then, yeah, like, he basically... And then he basically... kills Roy 2 and switches identities with Roy 2. Yep, and that one got pretty successful, and that got him in, and then he had to fight. Guan Yin, so he figured out like the correct path to get him in, into the facility. Yeah, um, and then he's that's like Guan Yin, and she basically kicks his ass every single time. Yeah, and then he goes back to the sword master uh, at the bar, and then there's like a training montage, uh, and then finally he goes back and fights Guan Yin, and fucking whoops her ass. Uh, cuts off her ponytail. And then, best scene in the movie, uh, he fights Will Sasso and impl- plants the sword in Will Sasso's forehead. And he, Will Sasso just starts stumbling around with this giant sword sticking out of his head. I loved it. And then he called him some sort of like redneck unicorn or something like that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know. The the movie was strange and enjoyable. And like you said, I don't... I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would or that I thought I should have. Yeah, the movie is one of those movies. Like, it, it's, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure movie for me. Like, it's not... Like, it's not a... It's not a bad movie, but it's not like a movie like I that should be particularly like entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, it should be like a movie like you put it in the, in the background and like yes. enjoy, and, and you can kind of ignore it. But at the same time, I actually like every time I've, I've watched it three times now, and every time I've watched this movie, I've been like thoroughly like watching the movie. <laughs> like I actually like like the movie kind of thing. So, Rob, um, who was your favorite assassin? Don't say Guan Yin. Uh, hmm. I am Guan Yin, and Guan Yin has done. <laughs> I yeah, I I was going to say her, but since you're not allowing me to say it, I would say probably your own man. No, probably the one that looked like him. Roy <laughs> two, number two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a stunt double. I'm almost oh, certain it's like IRL. If not, it should double. be. Like, oh, let me see. Is that his son? I'm about to find who Frank number two is. I feel like... Eric Etabari is his, is the actor's name. Yeah, is that just his stunt double? Because I feel like that's his stunt double. I don't know. He has played in lots of movies. He's played in a lot of movies. Uh, he has. He played in Fast of, Two Fast Two Furious. We brought it full circle. Boom. He played in one of my favorite movies of all time, The Lincoln Lawyer. I love that movie with a passion. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's on my top ten must watch list. I'm not sure that I've seen it. The Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. 
It's pretty solid. You should see it. My Did I tell you guys they're bringing back True Blood? Did I tell you guys that? Nope. Yeah, they're bringing back True Blood. Ain't no love. I don't know why, but they are. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we find out that uh, if he survives to the end of the day, the day ends, essentially. Like, it gets blown up, like Armageddon style. Uh, and he ends up saving his girlfriend slash ex-wife slash wife uh, from being Well, killed. he finds out that she's alive. He finds out that she's still alive. Yeah. That she's not dead. And then that's when he goes to, like, go save her. Um, and then he saves her, and then he realizes, and he figures out, I think he figures out, is that before or after? Yeah, he finally saves her, I think, at one point, and then he realizes that he needed to save his son, and, and every time he would try to go save the wife and try to, like, survive, the son would, would get killed every time. No, so he finally, the son was getting killed. Earlier. The, yeah, the son was getting killed when he went to go kill, when he broke in. Sword fought Guan Yin, killed Sasso, yeah. killed Gibson, and then yeah. Gibson's like, "If you're here killing me every day, what's happening to your son?" And then that's when he decides he sees his son dead, and then he decides he's just going to spend every day with his son for a while. Yep, and there you go. And then, then that's, he when he, that that's when he figures out that his mom's alive. That that the kid finds out that his mom's still alive. Well, he that's has when he seventeen that his mom's alive. minutes from the moment he wakes up. He has seventeen minutes. To break into the facility and save his wife, so and he pulls it off. He does, and then he off. finds out, and then at the end, then he he gets her, saves her, and then she's like, "How many times did it take you to save me?" He's like, "Only once." Yeah. Um, and then we all know that's a lie, but it's yeah, okay. At this point, it's uh, over two hundred. Yeah, it's <laughs> yep. Only once, and then he winds up like telling, like she figures that out because he winds up telling all the stuff about the son that he learned yeah. um, along the way, and then she basically is like, "Well, yeah," because we find out it's the end of the world when he's when he sees his son die. That we find out the end of the world was that day because the the machine that they're, they're running like causes the world to collapse or whatever. Yeah, the um, the something spindle is it the Osiris? Yeah, spindle? the. The Osiris Spindle, I think it is. Yeah, that causes the world to collapse. The best name like, for a fucking machine. I give him credit yep, for that one. That that the wife started running to like get him going, to get that going, and everything. But um, yeah. So that's when he he saves the wife, and then he. I think what about to say? He she saves the wife, and then tells her that she that he has to do it one more time. Yeah. Yeah, he step into it and do it one more time, and not die. like, and then. And not die because this time there's no redo. Like in order for her to st- like the machine can't stop. Only way for the machine to stop is for him to step through the machine, and that'll like stop the cycle. But it puts you back where you it puts you back where you were one last time. So basically, he would have to like redo everything that day that he just did. But he has to read. He 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 only gets one chance. Like yeah. no mess ups, and then. He did, so he so, so you know he says a goodbye and he does that and then like he opens his eyes in bed right before the machetes for the hit and he's like got one last chance or whatever it was yeah pretty pretty easy day and then it like cuts and then it, it that's the title card and that's how it ends so we don't really know if he ever succeeded of course we assume he, does. he did he's had two hundred say... times to fucking master this level of course <laughs> he makes it. 
Just hey, you're like not a wrong, video game, but... man. Just like a video game. <laughs> you're not so, wrong. Yeah. That was Boss Level and Nobody. Those were two. I, I thought they were two very good movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go as far as giving them both probably, I'll say, a 7 to an 8. Yep. That's what I would give. 7 to an 8. Yep. All right. Same. So, they were very entertaining. Um, I feel and like on replay IMDb, value... I feel like replay value. I would probably watch Nobody again before I watched Boss Level again, only I've because Boss times. Level is so goddamn repetitive the first time you watch it. Uh, but to be fair, so is Nobody. Like at the beginning, because it's the same well, day I'm, over and yeah, over. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so yeah, so Boss Level is currently sitting at a six point nine. Uh, and then nobody is sitting at a 7.4. All right. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I would give both of them like mid, I would give both of them like mid sevens. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend both, uh, both movies. So uh, you can, uh, I don't know where you can watch nobody currently. It's in quote unquote in theaters right now. Um, yep. Boss. You can rent it off, you can rent it off Amazon and stuff. Who woo. Yep. Who woo. Who woo. Uh, also, remember, folks, if you want to watch the best best written movie ever, go watch The Expendables. Or, or, or don't. <laughs> <laughs> but all of the it's dialogue made way. perfect sense. No, it or, did not. <laughs> or it didn't. It's fine. We still... Here, 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 here. <laughs> for every for, for for every one of you that watched The Expendables, we we will get to find out if Jet Li's character really has a family. If Jet Li's character has a family, yes. Remember on the plane when they wanted him to do something, he's just like, "No, for my family." Oh yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> in the truck he was talking. <laughs> he always wants more money for his family. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember in the truck he was telling Stallone that he wanted more money because he's at more risk. Of danger, and Stallone's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm smaller. When I get shot, the the wound is bigger because I'm smaller." <laughs> yeah, he always has like a reason for it. I yeah. love Jelly. I don't know why Jelly retired from like American films. I don't know why. Uh, but we were. I I missed like the first ten minutes because I was doing something, and then I walked through and I was like, "What is this?" And one of was like, "It's The Expendables. Come watch it with me." And I was like. I have stuff to do, and he was like, "Well, blah blah." blah. And I was like, "You know what? Fine, I'll watch it." So I sat down. What you in? It was the best choice this? you've ever made, wasn't it? Rob, it was what do you really have to do, though? I had to finish Malakar's background for tomorrow because we have that thing tomorrow, the the live broadcast thing. But anyway, yeah, which, I, I was an hour in, and I'm just like, I mean, did you figure out a plot? issue, or do you? Or do you think you still may need me like next time going forward? No, it'll be fine. I got it all settled because we ended up scrapping. I'll 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 tell you after the podcast. All right, cool. So yeah, so yeah, so like I said, it was about an hour in, and I turned to him and I'm like, "Does this movie have a plot or a story of some kind?" I'm not following what's happening, and he's like, "Not really." And then there were like things I was people like, were saying uh, yeah, that made like, absolutely no sense. I was just like, yeah, they were hired to go check out some shit, and there's lots of explosions. That's all you need to know. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, that's all you need to know. That yeah, that, that is the movie. 
But the guy's like, your your daughter started painting, or your daughter's a painter. That's how it starts. And the guy's like, no, that's how it ends. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Rob, I, what does they even mean? But I, I don't have, get it. I have good news for you, my friend. What? There are minimum at least two more Expendables movies for us to watch. Nope. Yep. Nope. That's not yep. the answer that's happening. The answer is yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. I still have not even watched John Wick, so... Listen, you haven't seen John Wick? No, he refuses to watch it because the fucking dog dies. Yep. Oh, I do not I watch mean, movies in which dogs die. I, they told me that we could watch really, it. Have you seen I Am dog. Legend with Will Smith? No. Oh, right. I mean, that's... that's. I mean, you can not watch that movie for other reasons. Like, it, it's fine. Um, But I said that we could watch it if we skip over the dog dying part, and they tried and, like... It yeah, would Hulu not was, let them do it. Yeah, Hulu was getting all messed up. It was all <laughs> janked up that day. Uh, I'll find it for us to watch, and I'll skip past the dog part. Then you can just watch all of the retribution part. The revenge killing. So, uh, Don't look at it as a dog dying, Rob. Look at it as them just rehoming him with a bullet. Nope. Well... <laughs> necessarily know that I agree with that statement either. Devin, <laughs> I also don't like movies where dogs die. I, I, me either. I also I'm a huge dog fan. I, I, I mean, it got to the point where I, I remember do. we did a, an SU on Alita Battle Angel and Kurt told me going into it to just s- plug my ears at a certain hour mark. Because you don't see anything. All you hear is a dog yelp. It's like, ah, this is going to ruin the fucking movie for me if I hear this. Like, it really does. It really puts a burden on, like, I don't like movies where dogs get hurt. Um, but. I don't usually watch movies about dogs either. Because so it's so, the same thing. Like, Marley so and me, I've never watched that, never will. I've never seen that. <laughs> so what you're saying, so what you're saying yeah. is, Rob and Webby, what, what you're saying is that we need to, we need to watch Cujo. I've seen Cujo. I've seen Cujo. <laughs> no, I'm saying we need to watch Cujo. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> so now it's the dog that's doing the terrorizing. Well, yeah. And not the other way around. So. Yeah, I we mean, we're Pet stories. Cemetery. We got Mr. We, Cuddles. No, we're not watching we, Pet Cemetery. We sold a book at my old work at Petco. The title was. A book about a dog where the dog doesn't die at the end. They had to make. That was the title of the book. That's like, yep, because they always freaking die if they're in the I book. mean, but to be fair, though, the best story about a dog and their owner of all time is Blue's Clues. Tell me I'm wrong. I want to rewrite. I rest my case. <laughs> I want to rewrite Old Yeller and taking a script from what Rob just said, I'm going to title it Old Yeller, but instead of him dying at the end, he has crazy diarrhea. <laughs> no, no, and no. And I want to no, see how I many copies keep, of this no, book no, I no. will sell. I want to keep, I want to keep, I, I want to rewrite Old Yeller, but not like, I, I need Old Yeller to fall into like public domain so I can rewrite Old Yeller, keep every every word in it exactly the same, except it's, in, it's like, the, like the last part. When they go out back behind the barn, you you hear a shotgun go off, and Oh Yeller just walks out with the shotgun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but 
right. Well, we've and been we at never, this. We never see the kid again. We've been so, at oh, this for yeah. almost an hour and a half, so we're going to wrap it up here, folks. Uh, we need a science corner with Rob, which I know you're super prepared for. Uh, well, I did. I was looking into microchips, which is sciencey, I suppose. Uh, because and it ties in. everyone knows about all the freaking shortages. Like Donnie's plant keeps closing down because there are chip shortages. Uh, it's impossible to get like a processor don't, for your computer. Don't lie, you're looking into microchips because you want to have me chipped, so I can't sneak up on you. Well, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, looking into it, there. Uh, I, like it's difficult to make more, like because I read a couple articles. One of them was the ship shortage keeps getting worse. Why can't we just make more? It costs a lot of money to make chips because the equipment to make them is insane. Like I didn't even know this. Um, so if you think of a transistor, uh, like everyone it pictures like a thing that you could hold in your hand, but microchips have like millions of them now, transistors, and they are smaller. They're uh, five nanometers in size yep. per transistor, yep. which a human hair is 100,000 nanometers wide. So, five nanometers for this thing that runs your computer. Um, even getting dust on it can cause it to malfunction, so they have to create these factories with dustless rooms. Anyone that works in there has to wear, like, equipment where they can't, like, that covers their entire bodies. So They're basically like hazmat suits. Um, okay. So I got a question. Mm -hmm. You're saying that so the shortage, like people, we, we we would have to create more more places that have like these these specialized rooms to be able to even like handle these products. Mm -hmm. But we already have the buildings because they're already being made. How come they just can't up the quantity of how much they're making? Like, they because they already are at max. They always operate at max because, uh, it costs it costs about twenty billion dollars to make this plant and running at full capacity. They only make about three billion a year, and then in less than five years, their plant is usually obsolete, and they have to make new ones. <clears throat> well, they they shouldn't have to make a whole new plant. Shouldn't they just have to replace the equipment? In the plant, like the plant itself should still be sufficient. You still have your clean rooms. You still have like this, that, and the other thing. You would just have to replace the equipment that manufactures the parts. Yeah, but I mean, basically, to you'd have to re. You're basically tearing down everything inside the factory and remaking it anyway. <clears throat> so it, it's basically like even if you did that, it's basically like making a whole new plant because you have to pull out all the old equipment and put in the new. And then it, while you're doing that, you're not making new microchips. <clears throat> no, my question is, why do we need fucking microchips and everything? Like, That's how they run. Now, I get, like, computers and car, like, computers or whatever, but, like, cars, like, you didn't have this problem with fucking cars in, like, the 80s. Yep, but now you, that's. Now there's so much stuff in cars. Yeah, and that's the fucking problem. I think instead of people trying to find a way or increase a budget to build a $20 billion plant to pump out parts for these cars, 
that, like you said, become obsolete after five to ten years or whatever, mm-hmm. they should just take a step back and realize we don't need a car that can fucking drive itself. We don't need a car that can fucking yeah, but do it's not all these other things. Like if you got rid of computer chips, you would have all the whatever you have in your car is like an AM ham radio. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. It, yeah. No, I, I mean, Peter chips run the lights. They run the the stereo. Yeah, they run I, all I the get stuff. that, but that's those are all like those are computer chips that are now obsolete, but still would function. So they'd be easier to make, and they'd be able to make more of them that way. So you want to go back in time, is what you're saying? As, for the cars, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. For vehicles, yes. I I am going to be one of those people who drives, you know, a 90s or 80s vehicle. I'm going to buy you one of those cars that, like, has no sides or top. It's just is really high off the ground with a giant steering wheel. <laughs> Where are you going to park it? Let me get it? a picture for you. Where are you going to park it? It's, it's yours. You can park it wherever you like. No. <laughs> park it back at the dealer where it belongs. Okay, but I'm percent. I'm gonna be one of those people who drives a gas engine vehicle my whole life, even when everyone else is driving around in fucking fancy flying cars, fucking all electric. No, I mean even the old gas cars need microchips. Yeah, I get that. I just I feel like it's so much easier. Like cars have the cars themselves have become so much more complicated than they actually need to be. That's my point. Is you take a car from 1980 versus a car from 2020, the 2020 car is going to have so much extra garbage in it that you don't need to have the car to run. I sidebar, I just realized there's a city in Michigan named Buttman, and it's kind of funny. Okay, well, Side's Corner's over. Buttman! Spelled B U T M A N, Buttman. Kind of funny. No, I don't Sorry, know. I, I just, just I, like, I, just, I, I, just I appreciate that. the advancements in technologies, like in medicine and like computer systems and things like that. Well, I, like I'm against it shit. in vehicles. I really am. I, I don't, that's just my personal opinion. Like, that's why, that's why like, mechanics cool get away with fuck charging fucking $200 an hour to do a goddamn oil change on your car because they have to remove fucking 13 things before they can drain the oil out of it anymore. Before you used to just run over, unplug one thing, oil's drained. Oh, like an old car. school model Model A or Model T car. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd drive one of those. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That'd be dope. Get some mud tires on that thing. <laughs> Thing I bet you that thing only goes like fifteen miles an hour or some shit. <laughs> it's the old school one. You got to crank a million times in the front to get the engine going. Yep. <laughs> but look, like it, it has the it like has the unique carrying capacity to have a chest on the back. Webby, I like Webby, I like uncrank your car and like hit you with the kneecap. You're like, oh, when I crank my car, I'm gonna catch you. I'm like, you gotta crank the car first. 
Webby's, Webby's just outside angrily in the snow, twirling his little fucking thing. I finally get like, in the car and start coming after you, and you have to go from a jog to a walk to let me catch up, and then you jog again. It's like, ah, I'm just shaking my fist at you. <laughs> oh, I man, I idea. would be that crotchety old man chasing people around doing that. <laughs> Uh, all right. So microchips, they're bust. Fuck that. We're we're all gonna go fucking bankrupt just trying to get goddamn chips and things. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't start microwing my potato chips. Okay, they already fucking reduced how many you get in a bag. Most of it's goddamn air. It's <laughs> stupid. Fill the fucking bag up, then seal it. God. I hate people. That's great, Grandpa. <laughs> I hate people. Uh, Devin, we need a life advice with Devin, then we'll wrap this up. All right, guys. Life advice with Devin is this. Boiling water makes potatoes soft and eggs hard. It's about what you're made of, not the circumstances. There you go. If you want another one that's egg-related, I'll give you another egg-related quote here. Okay. All right. If an egg is broken by an outside force, a life ends. If broken by an inside force, life begins. Great things always begin from the inside. Are you reading fortune cookies? I am not. No, seriously, I'm not. It's not a fortune cookie. (laughs) No, I know. It sounds like one, though. That that that, That last one was deep. I appreciate it. Another deep one here. If you're searching for that one person that will make that that will change your life, take a look in the mirror. No, I don't want to. I hate that person. I'm not going to change my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every time I look in the mirror, I want to headbutt it. I just I have to fight the urge. Hey, yo, man! Look, man. You, I just need you guys to understand that my life advice, my life advice quotes, are like. This li- this life advice quote I'm about to give you, right? I like how we always want right- Devin. We want you to give us one, and you give us like five. And then next week you'll be like, I don't have one. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The these life advice quotes are like a swimming pool. You can dive into the water, but you can't see how deep they are. All right, so on it's that kind of note, a joke and mixed on that one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Devin, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on eBay slinging these jokes. You didn't hear last week's SU, did you, Devin? I did not. I don't listen to SU. I'm not <laughs> on it. It gets me upset. Fair. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, last I, said if I'm, I said if I'm not on it. <laughs> last week, I was on eBay looking for Devin. Uh, I mean, you found me. You got me back. Uh, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at Twitch.tv Confessor X. And tomorrow you can find me on Linstead DM on Twitch. (gasps) Actually, when this is out, it'll actually be three days ago. So three days ago, you could have found me on Linstead DM. Yeah, this comes out Friday. All right, so Wednesday you could have found him. Unless something goes terribly wrong and nothing happens, and then who knows? Okay, hold on. Maybe Twitch dies. I need to put this out there. 
if any listeners have the ability to time travel and you hear this, go back to Wednesday night at Linstead uh, something. Twitch.tv slash Linstead DM. That and type into chat that you were listening to this week's SU and you wanted to say hi. No joke. If that happens, I'm going to have a heart attack and I'm dropping dead right here on my computer. I mean, it is possible for people to do that. If you go back and watch the VOD, you can put in chat wherever you wanted to. So then if someone again watches it in the future, you'll see them pop up. So do that because we will not remember that. Oh, this. Oh, and guys, and guys, I have for all more my life advice. You know, <laughs> more life advice because summer's coming up. So for all my all my high schoolers out there, listen, uh, kids in the backseat cause accidents. Accidents in the backseat cause kids. That is Jesus. a true statement. Uh, as always, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForceWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, uh, and on eBay at IFoundDevin, na 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 buttman Buttman. Thank you for listening, everybody, and until next time, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. Also, my advice to all the college dudes out there, it's summer. Walk around with your shirt off. It's fine. You know what? Listen, my, my advice to all the college girls pants. out there, okay. it's summertime. Walk around without your shirt off. <laughs> so, so all college what? We, we, we here at SU support free the nipple of both genders. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look and...